The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And as always, we say get out a pen and paper because there's going to be information you'll probably want to write down and not forget. And uh, as we go into our show, A Place for Veterans, we always start our veteran shows or our first responder shows with a moment of silence and a prayer for those that have defended us and that are defending us and those that take care of us on our streets. And uh, like no other country in the world, we can pick up our phones and call 911 and know that somebody on the other end of the line cares and will give us help. And we owe a lot to our first responders, and they are the greatest, as well as as our veterans. They are the greatest, and uh, we know that we can call on them. And... I ask that you support the DAV, Disabled American Veterans Association, and they do wonderful work for veterans that have been wounded. And uh, we know, Don and I know a, a great volunteer that works with the DAV. And uh, those people are just, they're just nice beyond belief and work with other veterans, and they need your help and your support. So check out DAV.org and do what you can to help them. And with that said, we're going to take our moment of silence, and we'll be right back after this. on America's Web Radio and a veteran's place. And we do one other thing, and that's to make sure that you're up and ready for the show. And I know many instances that a Jody kept me going. So let's play a little heart-throbbing music. Hey, I feel all right now. Hey, I feel all right now. And one more time, we're back, and now it's time to turn it over to our host, Dr. Don Moeller that has more credentials than a shopping center. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
Don <laughs> Don is a dentist. Don is a MD, and uh, he'll even work on your tank if you need him to. So he is a man, and I, you know, you're in deep trouble when you go to him as a dentist and you see one of those tank wrenches coming towards you, and. <laughs> That's when you say, are we sure we're in the right chair? But I think that's only happened a couple of times. And, and But he got that. He got that tooth and a few others with it. But other than, no, I'm just kidding and giving Don a hard time. And I respect anybody that can have a, a dental license and also a medical license. That's incredible. There. There ain't many of them out there that can practice on just about any part of your body. The only only uh, thing that I know of that Don doesn't do, and, and he's threatening a lobotomy on me, but uh, for the most part, he stays away from uh, from the brain surgery. So with that being said, let's turn it over to Don. Good morning, Don. Hey, good morning, Dave. Good to hear your voice as another veteran. Uh, we're going to do a Christmas show today, and uh, Dave and I agreed we're not going to sing Silent Night, because uh, I think the uh, FCC would call us by the end of the show. What, we're are, what we are going to do is we're going to take a look at the Christmas season for veterans. And what I mean by veterans, of course, is the police officers, the EMTs, the firemen, and the frontline medical people. Uh, who don't probably get all their Christmas off. I can guarantee that they don't. Uh, the nurses that work over Christmas and Thanksgiving, EMTs and the fire department people, you know, you never thought of getting off for Christmas as a privilege. Uh, but I can guarantee the people that this broadcast and this veterans place is for, uh, Christmas with your family is a privilege, and uh, I don't think the public knows, probably don't understand, but it doesn't matter. The reason I'm doing a Christmas show about veterans uh, is because Christmas is not necessarily always a happy time uh, for veterans, and those who have either sub-threshold PTSD or... PTSD or just uh, you miss your friends. And uh, when you get a uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, I mean, to I guess to somebody where you're working in a manufacturing plant or whatever, accounting firm, that, that's fine. But uh, wishing someone who's endured the trauma of battle, whether or not, you've got uh, a psychological result from that or not, or moral injury. I just want to bring up a new a new way to think about it uh, that came to me just before the show, well, a couple hours, and I thought, you know, Dave, I, I want to get your idea on this because it, it may change some, some things. Uh, veterans have met the nastiness of, of reality, ever since uh, nations needed to be defended. 
and I'm talking now to all the people in the world who are listening to this broadcast, all the military, all the first responders. I neglected to mention that. I forget that we have a worldwide audience. You're included, too. Uh, you may, you know, when you go to Germany, like when I got assigned there, uh, you automatically had stuff in common with, uh, with the German army folks and the German Polizei. They knew what we were about and we knew what they were about. And so I, I want to say that this is cross-cultural. Uh, our veterans fighting for freedom over, you know, and the countries around Ukraine. Poland, Czechoslovakia, all those, uh, those veterans are included in this too, obviously. You know, whether or not you've spent two years, four years, or 20 years, or 30 years, uh, defending freedom, uh, you're included. It does, you can, you can become a team player uh, with two years. And where am I going with this? You know, when someone, wishes you a Merry Christmas, I just realized the reason you can wish me a Merry Christmas is because the veterans went out and kept people like Hamas out of the picture, the terrorists, the Russians. Look what the Russians are doing in Ukraine, what the communists are doing and harassing the Philippines. You know, this is no joke. Veterans uh, are the front line, just like the police and firemen are our front line of defense for civilization. At no time in world history, starting with the Scythians and the Babylonians and the Assyrians, who were nasty people, uh, has there ever been no need to protect your country's bounding, boundaries? So when we're talking about having a Merry Christmas, no one, I guarantee you, Israel is not having a Merry Christmas. That's obviously not their faith at Hanukkah. They're not having a happy Hanukkah because they're fighting for their life. Ukrainians aren't having a Merry Christmas either because their veterans and their active duty soldiers are holding that line to to prevent dissolution of their entire country. Well, I'm proposing a new way to look at this. When and and I like folks, you know, they mean well when they go. I, you know, thank you for your service. That's nice. They're doing what they can. But I've, I've kind of got a different concept that I'd like to talk about. Uh, you know, we are on Team Freedom. And you go, wait a minute. Yeah. Or the Freedom Team. I like that even better. The Freedom Team. You see, we get together and watch Super Bowls and World Series, and the public gets that. And if you show them... Uh, a real Super Bowl ring. I guess they're about a hundred thousand dollars. They're impressed. They go, "Well, look, it's a Super Bowl ring." Well, one thing that I want our veterans and our police and international listeners, you know, we were on Team Freedom, and I was on Team Freedom for about twenty years. And Dave, you were on Team Freedom even as a reservist for six, eight years, whatever it was. You know. So we need to start looking at our veterans. See, happy Veterans Day. I just don't think that has any meaning for anybody. Like, happy, uh, you know, dog catcher day. What does that mean? Well, when you say, we were on the freedom team, they get it now. You know, we don't grow Hamas fighters here in large quantities, at least in this country, because the freedom team takes care of it. And it takes a lot of different types of veterans to be on a freedom team. 
And so when you start looking at our job as being a member of a freedom team and getting a Super Bowl ring for everybody who participated, I think that it just may allow some of our friends and neighbors to understand what it's all about. Now, Dave, I want your opinion on that. My opinion on that is, as you were talking, I was thinking about something that uh, is similar to the Freedom Team, but not at the same token. But in, I don't want to say defense, because it's not in defense. This is the compliment from America's Web Radio to, I can't address other cities, I can't address other hospitals. All I know is the hospitals that I am familiar with in the local Atlanta area. And we have in, in this area one of the greatest Jewish populations in the world. And every Christmas, a number of Jewish folks volunteer to man the telephones and do what they can in our local hospitals so the Christians can take off Christmas and celebrate it. And in their own way, they're a freedom team. And I, you don't see any Palestinians doing that, but... I respect our Jewish community that they have done it for years and years and years. And, you know, they give the hospital Christian workers a chance to be with their family on Christmas. And I just want to thank them publicly and thank them for doing what they do. With that being said, we're going to take our first break, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Muller right after this. What do doctors talk about in doctors' lounges around the country? Find out on the Doctors' Lounge Show every Thursday at 8 a.m. on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Veteran's Place with Dr. Don Moeller at the helm. And uh, I never have said that before, so I thought that would, that's sort of a neat-sounding word. At the helm <laughs> is well, Dr. Moeller. Well, Dave, He's driving know, that Mack truck. You you brought up my next topic, and and that is who is on Team Freedom or the Freedom Team? And, and who can qualify for that? Well, you know, when they say they have a top pick draft choice, well, that's not a joke to the veterans because a lot of us got our introduction or invitation. I was drafted, yeah, and it wasn't for a major league team. I was drafted for the Army. <laughs> that, and, well, uh, my friend, that's a pretty major league team. Yeah, and... You just, I was the first-round first pick, Dave. <laughs> you just don't get paid quite as well. Yeah. yeah. And so when they use the 
the, the, the idea we're drafted. And here's why I'm bringing this whole topic up, because I, I did some research on, you know, Christmas, New Year's, and family times. Our veterans and first responders with, with sub-threshold PTSD, and you're, you're not mentioning it. It's there, and you know it. Your family relationships, your friend relationships, aren't the same when you get back after serving with uh, the Freedom Team. Why? Because, you know, when they have, it always amazes me, you know, when they have these videos online or whatever it is, it says, uh, this video uh, may have uh, content which is unsuitable for those who blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what, Dave? It, it came to my mind that when I raised my hand in, in list, uh, and I'll never forget it, it's in a cheesy little old barracks room with some first lieutenant, whatever. But you know what? Nobody said the content that you're about to view, engage in, and participate in may be unsuitable for your mental health. And it's kind of like we're supposed to know that, you know, Dave? But they'll warn the sheep, the civilians, and, and I don't care if, I mean, if, if you're, if you're a sheep and you want to join the military, then you're not a sheep. But, the, but the guys, gals and people who go out and fight, uh, chicken and cook hamburgers on Veterans Day with not a thought to what Team Freedom did for them, uh, those are the people I'm talking about, you know, uh, and so why am I bringing this up? Well, the burden and the scars that members of the freedom team have don't go away. And so when everybody is having a good time and you want to just step away, feel free to do that. And that's some of the stuff I read. Combat stress magazine is outstanding. It's free. It's online combat stress. I just Google it and you'll be on their site and you can review this, some of the stuff they had. One of their magazines is, um, is uh, was I think called contentment, but I think they've got three or four. They're online, and they talked about how do how did the folks with PTSD uh, deal with Christmas, and and we're going to spend a, f- a few minutes talking about that. And I think, of course, of course, I want to give some we we'll call it therapeutic uh, hints and helps. Uh, they're not hacks, obviously. To our veterans, police officers, etc. First of all, when you're in the crowd and you're having happy times, people with PTSD and sub-threshold PTSD uh, don't like crowds. Uh, I don't, and Dave, I don't think you do either. But you're kind of socially obliged to to be there, and because your friends don't understand that you really don't want to be there, but you have to be. So here's what you need to do. You don't have to need to do anything. These are just suggestions. You know, even when I go to a party, I just step outside. Most people don't care. They don't, you know, know that you're stepping outside, and they don't worry about it, and they don't come and get you after five minutes anyway. You just need to consider stepping outside, reducing the noise, reducing, you know, your engagement with people. The second thing is cocktail conversation. It's very difficult, having been on the Freedom Team, 
to engage in cocktail conversation with people that are worried about their polo ponies cold, you know, or their new Ferrari got dinged in a parking lot. There's no way veterans coming back from a war, especially, you know, what's going on in the world. I, I frankly don't give a rip about your polo pony or your dented Ferrari. It's not even on our radar. And, and this is what I'm talking about. Some of the moral injuries that we incurred are not even conceivable to the people at parties. Uh, I, I really, I look at them like talking to a two-year-old. What do you want from Santa this year? I mean, they're not connected. And how do you tell somebody gently who who lives in Disneyland that when you step outside the gate, it's very nasty? I don't think they, I know, I know they don't get it. They can't imagine. They're the same people. And God bless them. They make up our country. And I mean that. But they don't get it. Uh, they just don't get it. And so what do you do in the middle of their Christmas? You say, well, you know, I saw a couple children blown up in Vietnam. They're going to go, you're a nut job. Get out of here. So that's fact number three. They say, well, why don't you talk to us about the important things? You know what? If we tried to talk to you about the important things in life, you wouldn't want to talk to us again. And that's the number of things. The reason number four, we've talked about some of these. Veterans don't bring up the tough topics because they have occasionally once or twice, and people shy away. They're horrified. And so they, they, it, it's kind of like cringeworthy for them, and so we don't bring it up again. So what do we do? We just step outside. You just step outside and go, hey, you know, uh, what? if I was to tell you why I'm not having a particularly merry Christmas right now, it would ruin your Christmas because there's no way that a veteran who's been in the deployed and had their friends not come back, knowing that that buddy is not going to have ever have a Christmas again or his family. And you're supposed to be, you know, hey, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, you know, it's not going to be a new year that's any different than the last one. Now, this isn't gloom and doom, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you had, I just want you to imagine that some Super Bowl player came up and gave a veteran uh, his Super Bowl ring, a $100,000 Super Bowl ring. For, 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 let's, let's say, uh, you know that football player that was killed in a friendly fire? Uh, I forget his name. I'm not a sports guy, but that guy, mm-hmm. imagine he gave you a Super Bowl ring. And now, you look down at that Super Bowl ring that he gave you for defending his freedom. Well, old and ancient cultures did things like that. Society welcomed you back. And they, society took the guilt and the shame for what you had to do, and they thanked you. They were well aware that they did, were not part of the battle, but they were also well aware that if you didn't go to battle to protect your village, tribe, and kingdom, whatever it was, they wouldn't be there. So that ritual had, had healing effects in it. We have no such ritual in the United States and the free world where... When, when soldiers come back from war, we share their shame and guilt for what they had to do. We just don't have that. 
So that's why I mentioned the Super Bowl ring. Imagine now that you have that ring, but it fell off or something, and you look down at your hand and say, you know, I, I remember getting the Freedom Team ring for serving 20 years, 10 years, 2 years. That's why my Christmas, my gift, my Christmas gift to everybody at this party was allowing you to have this Christmas. And you see, there has to be a burden paid for freedom. And when we pay it and we're at the parties, the sheep just don't get it. What do you think, Dave? Well, you know, I think it's, it's more complicated than just the party or just the ring or just or just the just you know because yeah you know you can be it well i was a spoiled brat and when i miss christmas and i do just about every year it's it's not it's not one little thing it's it's the whole season that my parents made for me, and then I made for my kids, and we outdid ourselves. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day was the biggest day of the year, and so when you're by yourself and you're thinking about it, you're not thinking about one thing, you're thinking about a lot of things. And I mean a lot of things. And when you're deployed, you're missing your family, obviously. You're missing, you're missing all of those memories that you have. And I, maybe you can answer this for me, Don, and uh, address the issue of someone that has PTSD, and that is, can memories be harmful? And, self-destructive in in many ways because you're well Dave yes and that's why I brought up the idea of the Super Bowl ring to remind you see memories in and of themselves or events in and of themselves uh, let's say for uh, Christmas or New Year's parties they're not threatening they're triggers for memories and what you didn't go through You see, a combat scenario is scary to the max. That in and of itself carries import, life-threatening import. But when you are by yourself for Christmas or you don't feel really that you can communicate or relate and tell the truth to your family members, it's kind of like the hidden truth. Well, those are the memories that hurt. And you see, that's what I'm talking about today. You... You you have these triggers that bring back memories that never occurred. Now, that sounds pretty strange, but the pain of the missed events is what is what the trigger did. Is that making sense, Dave? Oh, yeah. With that, we're going to yeah, have to take our second break, Don. Um, okay. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. 
If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Veteran's Place with Dr. Don Muller as our host. And uh, we're talking about memories, PTSD, and, you know, it, it can work both in deployment and after you have finished your tour. And, uh, you know, memories, in my opinion, can be extremely harmful in that your best buddies got you through, and this holds true for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and New Year's, and just, just every holiday for that matter. Your buddies got you through them, and then today, I'm, you know, just like you missed your family when you were deployed, you can also miss your buddies and the memories that you had with them helping you through those holidays. And, you right. know, oh, there was something I wanted to uh, mention to you, Don, and uh, not correct you on by any means. Heaven forbid I would ever correct you, but um, just something that I made it a, a point to do is, particularly when I'm addressing a veteran and or an EMT, depending on the situation. And as far as myself, the folks that know me, I really, I hate to say it, but in many cases, the folks that really know me know what I've gone through the past few years. And I really don't like or appreciate, oh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, well, gee, Dave, I, I hope you have a great Merry Christmas this year. Well, my close friends know me, and they avoid that. And as far as I'm concerned, if I know a person's situation, if I know a veteran, seldom do I ever, ever wish them a Merry Christmas. Well, you know, I will wish them. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you have a good, yeah, you know, whatever. But seldom, because just the word, the words "Merry Christmas" can bring up memories that will stab you in the heart. That's why we're having this show, Dave. And you see, now I'm going to get to the point, the ultimate point that I wanted to get to. When you learn what the hardest fighting unit is, and I'm, I'm talking about like a squad versus platoon or company battalion, regiment, whatever, it's your squad. Now, I can guarantee you for your, for your platoon and your company said, Hey, we, you know, we need a patrol. You're not going to have your hand in the air 
or your, your the division needs a couple guys or your battalion and the regiment brigade. It, you don't relate to it. But when you're in the squad, and this is where I'm going with this whole point, uh, the the toughest fighting occurs within your squad to help your other members of the squad. And, and this is a very strange phenomenon, and I did read about it. This bit about leadership like Patton. Okay, assume he's a leader. The guys didn't fight for Patton. They fought for the members of their squad when when Patton put them in some precarious positions. I mean, that's war. You see, I'm not knocking Patton or their generals. Somebody's got to do it. But what I, My point I'm trying to make is you wouldn't have the courage, I certainly wouldn't, to go out under fire for yourself. You go, I don't feel like, but I'm telling you, your buddy's hurt out there. You're going out after him. That's just what you're going to do. That's the incredible bond of the brotherhood of a veteran. I don't, and I've seen it. I've seen guys come in as casualties, went out to get their buddy. I mean, it's a reflex. And where am I going with this? If you have lost a buddy, it's up to you to have a good time for him. Now, that sounds selfish. No, it's not. I'm not talking about non-warriors. I'm not talking about non-veterans. I'm talking about your buddy isn't there. You need, he, he gave his life. That unit that defended you gave their lives to defend you. How dare you? not have a good Christmas. You see, it puts things in perspectives. You look down at your Super Bowl ring that's on your finger, and you go, oh, that's why I feel this way. Team Freedom got the, you know what, kicked out of us. Now, I owe it to those guys to have a good Christmas. It's not stupid, because I am not suggesting that people that are not veterans can feel this way. I mean, obviously, the police and who saw their buddies take a hit for them. You owe it to them. You owe it to your squad buddies to have a good Christmas. Now, you're probably going to need to step outside because you're in a different world than those people are. They can't help it. They were not where you were. But the way through the PTSD, and I'm and here is I'm going to go through the moral injury and ancient rituals. You see... There was a lot of ritual in coming back from the war that is long gone. Our societies don't have that. I think some of the, and I hate to use the word primitive society because there are none, but we'll say less developed societies, still have this, and they still have reminders for who sacrificed for what they did, and they're not trivial events. And this is how you come home. It's a brotherhood. It's a long line of patriots who you are now connected with. And I'm looking at the positive aspect of that. For those veterans who have depression and anxiety, you're part of a long, long line. We're here because of, like, immediately the Vietnam vets, Korean War, World War II guys that stood up to the Nazis, the Russians, the communists. That's why we're here. When you're by yourself, you're really not by yourself, not. And Dave, I don't know if you've been to them. I've been to one or two celebrations where everybody's in their formal dress, dress blues, and you toast the warriors that aren't with you. 
And that is uh, a very satisfying experience, that they're not forgotten. So having been a veteran, and I'm talking to everybody, you, the people in the Christmas party who are having a good time, and I'm happy for them, but they can't have as satisfying a time as you when you remember your friends who aren't there. And that's therapeutic. It's very therapeutic to be able to do that. I hope this is making sense. It's a transactional, a, a psychotherapeutic transaction where your friends who aren't there are actually there to support you in your memory. Now, that depth of love that your friends had for you can't be known by the people slogging down eggnog at the Christmas parties. And that had a cost with it, that level of friendship. There was an author, a famous author on the Johnny Carson show. I've dated myself. And Johnny Carson said, what's the best time of your life? Because Johnny Carson was in the Navy as well. And this world-class author said, the time I was on a British Corvette on that small crew and we fought for each other's lives, he said, I knew I was alive. Now, I want our veterans to draw from that experience. You're more alive than anybody else at the party. Now, Dave, is that making sense? You know, it has to make sense if you've been there and done that. You know, if a person hasn't known the love and loyalty of a military brother or sister then no, it's probably not making a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and, and so what I'm doing is I'm extracting from an event that you had to endure a much higher level that, that you've obtained. And I talked about near-death experiences, and I'm going to bring them up for a few seconds. Uh, the reason I compared PTSD to near-death experience, those people were changed permanently and the statistics are very high you know i'm sure 10 percent weren't or moderately changed but those people were significantly changed i had several ptsd patients who i was treating and it's very uncanny they look at you and just go i'm not afraid of death and they're grinning when they say it it's not like they're repeating some kind of punchline and i'm really not and i said what do you mean and he said well i'm just not afraid it's just not a concern. And I go, that's incredible. Now, having, I don't feel like having a near-death experience, but if I did, you cannot deny that it occurred. You cannot deny that it was life-transforming. Now, how do I associate PTSD and, and war, moral injuries with near-death experiences? They were near-death experiences, folks. That's one of the definitions of PTSD. And they are going to be life-changing. So now I am suggesting, and it's not trivial, that you dig deep and go, wow, i got to look at the dark side of life. And it did change you. Whether you wanted it to change you or not, it has changed you to a huge degree. The same as those people that stared into eternity through their near-death experience do not live the same life that they did before that event. And I'm saying those people used it to their benefit. I am not suggesting, absolutely not, that anything that caused 
PTSD was trivial. Military sexual trauma is a disaster. But what I am suggesting is that if it's possible for you to look at it from a different frame, and I and I talked about the three-dimensional frame that includes you know reality and and spiritual dimension and your family, etc. If you want to put it into that framework, it can be transformed, and that's why I'm saying that your buddies in your squad would want you to do that. They would want you to say, hey, enjoy your life as best you can. And I, and it can be a transforming experience. There is no way that you can erase, and this is my opinion, that you're going to be able to just say, I'm going to forget that effing day. You're not going to be able to. But you can reformat it. You can reformat it into uh, post-traumatic growth. And and is it easy? No. You may need to have a chaplain or a, a psychotherapist or whatever, a psychologist, mental health person. And, and I will have to comment, Dave, and this is be taken as I mean it. I can go, if I needed help, to a psycho, psychologist, psychiatrist who's actually been in, in, in a war situation. Uh, I can do that. But it's more difficult to talk to someone, a 25-year-old psychologist who is kind of giving you advice on life, you know, I, I'm just going to make a statement. They have to be quite appreciative of the veterans they're talking to because I doubt, no, I know that very few would be able to endure what veterans uh, have endured. I uh, got a report, and this is wonderful. Uh, I'm going to take a second. There's a thing called uh, nocturnal uh, behavior disorder uh, or sleep disorder or trauma sleep disruptions or nocturnal uh, sleep disruptions. Uh, veterans who've got PTSD by by accident smack their bed their their sleep partners and they don't mean to. They don't even know they're having they're having these problems. Well, the splint uh, that I Use and we developed. I got a report from a senior special forces guy uh, that it has went away, and we're reporting on that. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple months, in the Journal of Special Operations. So, I want a Christmas, nice Christmas thought is that if you have sleep behavior disorder and you're thrashing around and you're not, obviously you're not getting any sleep because you're fighting a war every night or almost every night. I think there's going to be hope on the way. But with that said, I hope that I, I want to talk about the therapeutic trauma exchange. Uh, one is that you had a reason. Freedom, defending freedom was very important. And to help millions of people, you're going to have deep wounds. But you have to reframe that wound in what you did, uh, which was very important. And how, how do you know it's important? Well, you don't have a Super Bowl ring to put on your finger. There's nothing there, but you can put one there emotionally and say, yeah, that's why I'm standing outside the party because uh, they have a good time inside because of uh, what me and my buddies did. Uh, and I hope, Dave, that might be possible to reformat why you're feeling the way you do. But the, only, the deepest pain is from wounds that there was no reason for them, an accidental death, a blowout in a tire that kills a thing. Those are the reasons that those are the most tough to explain. But for the veterans 
you do have your freedom ring from uh, defending freedom, and yeah, it was expensive, but that was your gift for Christmas to everybody else. Don, on that, we're going to have to take our last break, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Don Muller right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. What will Victor say next? Find out every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on the On Point with Victor show, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Veteran's Place on America's Web Radio and Dr. Don Moeller and his thoughts about Christmas. And like I said from the beginning... Any holiday is a traumatic experience for anybody that's on active duty or, in many cases, the veteran. And it doesn't matter where you are, how old you are, where you fought or didn't fight, but any holiday can be traumatic traumatic and uh, a lot of thinking goes on during that time and you know this is uh, this is where families can hurt or help and many of them don't know how to help and you know I guess I, I guess it's just and correct me if I'm wrong, Don, because I, I, I may be on a track that's so far off pace that would never get back. But I would say that holidays are the time that families have to carefully pick their words. And when I say pick their words... That means we're so blessed to have the electronics today that we do and be able to have instant communication with our family members that are deployed or thousands of miles away for whatever reason as the letters and postcards and things that came in years ago to the veteran or to the person on active duty, but, you know, it's there's two words that, as a, you know, a veteran can really do without when they're talking to you, and that's, we miss you. And when I say that, it's not that I'm trying to say that you don't miss that person, but he or she misses you also. It's a mutual admiration society of missing each other. But you don't have to ground it into the rock. And, you know, you can only take, I'm, we miss you so many times. Because we already do miss them. Yeah. 
part of the thing is the people you defended have no idea what you did. And, you know, saying, hey, uh, that's all they can do. They cannot imagine. I cannot imagine the special forces fellow that I treated. And I've done a bunch, not many of them. I can't imagine. I kind of can. A better idea than most people. But that's all they can do, Dave. And that's why when someone says we have Veterans Day, that's great. But when you mention he fought on the Freedom Team, oh, now I get what that is. You know, being a veteran can be kind of a nebulous thing. It's like a position. But Freedom Team is an action. You know, hey, my buddy played football. Well, that has no meaning to me because it could be in high school or, in the, you know, in his backyard. But being a member of the Freedom Team, uh you're getting, you're getting, you know, we won. The communists and, and, and the ham ass aren't running around our country. So we won. So go ahead and put your freedom team ring on, at least in your mind, and go, you feel good about yourself. You said, I actually, I, I used to show the vehicles at the, uh, the Columbus Thunder in the Valley Air Show for for twenty years, and I it, it, I gave that collection away to the African American Military Museum in Hattiesburg, but it had a bunch of ambulances and 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 uh, hospitals set up. Well, the folks in the local town here in Columbus, they had a a mash party to invite the hospital people. It was wonderful, and they were they when I. Showed up with the ambulances and the, the jeeps and the whole hospital set up. They they couldn't couldn't imagine. Well, they were playing music from the Vietnam era, World War II, and they were just celebrating. And I stepped outside and I thought, you know, that's all they know. They know they kind of walked into the Mash four hundred seven seven Mash persona, <laughs> but they didn't get that my my ninety third evac hospital and my medical experience it wasn't a party and you see mash the the movie whatever the show was thought provoking but never to a veteran that's not it's not it's not a tv script or a punchline it was reality and so i i stepped outside i just stepped outside and thought you know i'm glad they're enjoying it. i'm glad they know yeah, you know what the equipment was used for, but it wasn't a party. But they didn't know any better. And you know, kind of like a two-year-old that knocks his milk over. When somebody thanks you for your experience, just smile at them because they just don't know. You don't slap a two-year-old for knocking their milk over. That's what they do. And so it helps me, you know, during the Christmas season when someone says thank you for your service, I just smile and say you're you're welcome. You know, they don't mean anything. There, there's something else that I'd like to add to it. And you and many of my friends have always been very gracious about this, but one statistic that most people don't know, you may know that guy that wears a Super Bowl ring that was the hero of his squad or platoon or company or whatever, but there's a statistic out there that a lot of folks don't know, and that's for every 
one hero or everyone that served on the front line or in the combat unit, there's five people backing them up. And in many ways, they're just important as he or she is. Because if they didn't have the backup, they wouldn't be able to be there. That's right. And, and those know, people can hurt just as much as that person on the front line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, that's why you're on the, the freedom team. Every member counts. And, you know, Dave, when you sing the Jodies, and we're just going to get back to that, everybody sings, and when I was drafted, if it wasn't loud enough, they'll just run you another mile until you get the idea. Well, the other thing is they told you if you get one or two guys in the platoon screwing up, the whole platoon's going to suffer. And why did they do that? To let you know your job is as important as the, any other member in that team. Nobody's taking a break. You know what I mean, Dave? And I think that's why the Jody songs that you play remind us that you were on Team Freedom or the Freedom Team. And everybody's role was critical. You know, uh, and I, I can't think of his name, and I can see him, but it's like the guy that was in our platoon. He happened to be from New York, but he was, oh, my goodness, probably uh, at least 50 pounds overweight. And we had this deal that you had to go through the horizontal ladder, and if somebody fell and didn't make it, then nobody ate, you know, or we were last in the chow line. So every time he got up, you know, the first weeks, he couldn't make the first two or three rungs on the horizontal ladder. So everybody started rooting for him, yeah. you know, Yeah. so yeah. we could eat. And uh, he wound yeah. up, he wound up, and I may have told this story before, but towards the end of our basic training, one of the greatest things that happened, he lost his pants. He started out on the horizontal ladder, and his pants fell off. Yeah. You wouldn't have believed the cheers that went up. Yeah. But that's the way that's part his of teamwork. Team, Dave. Yep. That's right. And so for those veterans who are anticipating a rough time of Christmas, just remember, you know, there's a penalty. It's not a penalty. They're injuries. They're pains associated with preserving our freedom. Just think about the freedoms of the people all over the world that don't have a strong military. Uh, they don't have the freedoms. So wishing someone a Merry Christmas is simply saying, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas because the vets provided it for you, uh, and that's and if and if they, it might upset them, and I don't, yeah, you know, it's tough to, to to get in the face of a sheep because it doesn't take much to set them off or hurt them. So you just join the thoughts of your your buddies and your other veterans, whether they're living or not, 
and just say, you know, I hurt my knee when I went in for a touchdown against the enemy, and that's why I'm limping. You just you integrate it into a more complete idea of how humanity exists on this planet that the sheep celebrating Christmas that will never know. And that's your that's your gift from humanity because you you have an understanding of what life's all about. And that's what Christmas is. Christmas is what eternity is about. And that's why Christ came to earth. Amen. Don, as always, you've brought so much to this hour and so much to our veterans that are listening. And as I mentioned, we have veterans listening from all over the world. And um, we have folks that listen to us from Belfast. We have folks listening to us uh, from Australia, certainly from England. And, you know, I... I can say, and I think for a fact, that our veterans in the U.S. can certainly relate to the veterans in the U.K. We have been brothers together in many situations, and they can look to us, and we look to them and experience the same things. And that's the way it is in a in a military situation with allies, and that's the way it should be. And that's the way it was in World War II with the French and certainly with the English. And hopefully... That's still the way it is around the world with people that have the same joint interest that we can be allies and we can all celebrate our different holidays together and comfort each other in our own ways. And if you know a veteran that's by themselves, reach out to them. If nothing else, just a phone call will help, but a, a veteran, no matter where they are, deserves your love and your thanks, and this is the time of the year to give it, and it doesn't take much, just a little bit, to say thank you for your service, and thank you for keeping Christmas available and alive for all of us. And we'll be forced at some point to experience this again, I'm afraid. But the one thing that you can count on is our military and our veterans. So with that be, being said, I hope everybody has a restful and peaceful time and can lay back and enjoy the few days ahead. Don, I hope you and your family can, and everybody, celebrate the true meaning of this season. And uh, again, my thanks for our 
great Jewish community here in the Atlanta area that give to us so we can celebrate our time. Thanks again. we got to wrap it up, put the plug in the jug, and get out of here. Don, thank you so much for a great show. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.